Alright, Bubba, start cleaning those tires up. Don't drain this time. Remember, they fan out down there to protect that bottom. Little Sunday drive. Alright, boss man. Hey, cars off. Be ready. Yeah, be ready. Gas that bitch up. Be ready. Be ready. Green flag. Green, green. Hello, everybody, and welcome to the Inside Pass on WSIC-TV. We have a full house in the studio today. It's uh, Team Venturini Appreciation Day here in the studio. We so have a full house consisting a full of a house. pair of aces. Yes, exactly. Uh, to my to my uh, right is uh, Ryan Revko. You guys probably know him from Thursday's show. He was just here. He lives here now. Um, <laughs> and then next to Ryan <laughs> is, uh, the cast. is Michael Self, also an, an ARCA driver. Both of them are uh, teammates this year for Venturini Motorsports. So we'll talk to them, and then uh, we're going to do a little, qu- a little pop quiz on the history of Venturini Motorsports. So we'll see which oh one of them boy. knows the most about the team they drive for. Mm. I, uh, I lost one of these quizzes last year. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where it was, but it's <laughs> I tried to make it as easy as possible, so, I mean, we'll see what happens. But anyway, uh, Tom um, Baker's over there in the the, seal, the uh, I call it the Silman seat because it's usually Jacob's seat, but on Thursday anyway. But that is the coldest seat in the entire continental United States. That's why I wore long sleeves today. Yes, because <laughs> the, the vent, you guys can't see it, but the vent above his head is wide open. So yes. when the air conditioner comes on, you will see him turn blue. Uh, and likely turn into a penguin at some point. Smurf. So there'll be ice <laughs> coming from smurf. him at some point. I was over there on Thursday, and I'm still cold. Uh, so anyway, uh, we are going to, uh, to talk about Venturini Motorsports. We're going to talk about the Arca Series. These boys are going to be leaving for Daytona in a couple of weeks to uh, hopefully visit Victory Lane, or at least that's their goal anyway. Um, so we'll talk to them about that. Ryan was on Thursday's show, so we'll, we'll, we'll get uh, Michael's thoughts on the Arca test. But I know, Ryan, you have five races right now. Uh, for Venturini Motorsports, I know the goal is probably to run the entire season, or at least try to run the whole season. But um, I know you're excited about that. How the test? How do you think the test went in uh, Daytona? I, th- I think it went really well. I learned a lot. Um, I hadn't been there in two years, so it was good to get a refresher. And the track was right. a little bit different than I remember, with mm-hmm. it being a little bit bumpier. But um, all around, I think it was good, and we made a lot of positive changes. Yeah, uh, Michael, what do you think? The, how do you think the test went? Uh, I was pretty happy with where we're at. Um, the car I'll be driving this year in the race is the same car that I won there with in, I guess it was 2018, um, when I was back in the 15 car with Kevin Reed on that. So it was kind of nice to be back in that car. Uh, you know, that was a big transition from last year when I finished 31st after wrecking on lap three. Um, so what car was, number were you driving last year? Last year was in the 25. Oh, and, and so this we year, can't do that anymore. <laughs> well, this year, this year we'll be back in the 25, <laughs> and you know, hopefully it's not a, a thing that's attached to the numbers. But uh, I thought we had a productive test. I thought as a team we made a lot of a lot of good adjustments. I think all three of the Venturini cars were really quick. Um, I was especially happy with the way mine drove. But you know, sometimes the test just doesn't mean a whole lot when you get down there and you actually get into the race. But the guys have been working hard, and we've got fast cars, so we'll see uh, how it ends up. So a lot of fans probably follow the Arca series, probably know you, Michael, you know, from, from your name, but maybe not necessarily like they, they look at you and they're like, your name sounds familiar, but I don't recognize the car. His hat is an indication of what the car looks like. It's a big green dinosaur. Yeah. And I love it. I hopefully love that. most people are getting to understand that because we've had so much positive fan feedback mm-hmm. since uh, we bought the car out in 2016 for the first time. Uh, it's been awesome to be a part of that and to have Sinclair on board, to be an ambassador for them, just because it is such a fun brand to work with. I mean, you hit kids that love the dinosaur. You hit the, the over 50 group, especially, who remember Sinclair when it was a, a national brand back right. in the 50s and 60s. And so you get a lot of comments about when they're going to see a Sinclair back in their region or, they, you know, the kids want to know how they can get a dinosaur Everyone seems to have <laughs> a, a Sinclair. Not, not a real Go dinosaur. Those, those are tough to come by. I've chased how to get a real dinosaur <laughs> myself, actually. <Yeah. laughs> they, they tried it once. It was, it was in a movie, I think. But um, it's, it's mm-hmm. cool to, to be a part of that and to have so much um, 
to, to have so much value from an iconic brand and to have so much positive feedback from it, it really does make it a lot of fun. And the car does look cool. It's fun to have a dinosaur on the car. Yeah. Your, your, uh, your paint scheme, I'm sure, appeals to a lot of kids when you go to, you know, personal appearances and stuff and the car is with you. It's like, you know, all the kids fuck to the car because it has a green dinosaur on it and like, you know. <laughs> well, if, like you said, if you don't know me, then you probably know the dino car. I mean, that's right. just what everyone calls it. Everyone wants to see the dinosaur dinosaur car. And frankly, you know, if you care less about me, that's fine. But if you like the car, <laughs> that's actually what matters the most. <laughs> like, I don't care about the car. I don't care about me. Uh, so, Mike, are you do you are you going to run the whole season? Do you know yet? Uh, we'll run somewhere between one and twenty races. You know, we're uh, we're not sure. We'll be at Daytona. <laughs> I'm, uh, I saw my name is on the entry list for that one. Um, and so we're trying to figure out everything else and um, get it nailed down. But we'll we'll be out there for some. Well, if if there are any big companies listening, if you're looking for a great way to like explode your your brand, we've got the guy. In fact, we've got two of the guys. I was gonna say, man, we've yeah. really got two of them we've here. Got and two it's, of the guys. It, it's here. been great. I mean, Sinclair is actually a a great representation of the Arca series and how yeah. they've grown. In 2016, yep. they did one race and they grew last year to a full full schedule, which was a, a seven figure paycheck from them. And it's because it's. It's worked. Uh, the ARCA model has been really good for Sinclair as far as raising awareness for the brand, getting those comments that I was just talking about from kids, from older folks, people that want to see Sinclair expand back into their region. Um, it's driven merchandise sales. You know, they're a, they're a strong image of the sponsorship model and how it can work in racing when it's done right. And so that's cool. And we, we like to use that. It's a good case study for how racing is still alive and strong, especially um, for 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 growing sponsors. So you made the point for me. I was going to say everybody says NASCAR's dying or racing is dying. No, it's not. It that sponsors are still there are more Fortune 500 companies in NASCAR now than there's ever been. It's just a different model now. And if you know how to take advantage of all the sport offers, you can really uh, you can use it very effectively. And Sinclair's obviously tapped into that. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that completely. I mean, we use it a lot from a hospitality standpoint. A lot of Sinclair's customers, a lot of their distributors come out to the races because it's a frankly. It's still a new thing for them. Um, it's a lot of people from especially out west that um, just don't know a lot about racing. And yep. frankly, you know, I get it. If you don't know a lot about racing, you can sit down, you can watch a cup race or something, and maybe say, man, it's you know, three or four hours of the same thing. It gets a little monotonous or you can get bored. But when you've got a vested stake in it or when you've got some, some skin in the game, I guess, so to speak, say the brand that you work with or the brand that you buy fuel from, that that makes it cool you come to the race and that kind of makes it a little bit extra special and you get an attachment to it so it's from the business to business side of it that's where the sport's really strong and the sport's developing um and we've been fortunate enough to build on that with sinclair and to continue building on that i mean you've got as strong of manufacturer support as you can get from the automobile side with toyota and some of these other guys and so hopefully other brands are seeing that and starting to come for those reasons Awesome. Uh, we, we will talk more about brand identity later on in the show. We are going to take a quick break, and we come back. We'll talk about how these boys got their start in racing on the Inside Pass on WSIC. We'll be right back. This is News Talk, 105.9 Lake Norman, 100.7 Greater Statesville, WSIC, where Troutman turns first for breaking news and severe weather alerts. Randy Marion's the king of price. Go check out the great deals on new and pre-owned vehicles. Whatever your needs are, Randy Marion Ford of Statesville's got you covered. Go see him today. You'll be glad you did. Randy Marion Ford, I-77, exit 49B. Visit randymarionford.com. 
104 WSIC. I'm Fox 46 meteorologist Nick Coaster. Second half of the day around the lake. It'll be sunny but chilly. A high of only 39. Overnight low down to about 20. Tomorrow, more sunshine. A touch warmer with a high of 46 degrees. And then for Thursday, partly sunny skies and warmer yet with a high of 48. From the Neighborhood Stormwatch Forecast Center, I'm meteorologist Nick Coaster. Be sure to catch Chief Meteorologist Tara Lane today on Fox 46 News at 5. Message and data rates may apply. Earning your degree from one of the top business schools in the country might sound impossible to fit into your workload. But what if there were a business degree that advanced your career skills and gave you access to world-renowned faculty, leaders, and mentors all on your schedule? One that opened doors to some of the most influential CEOs, tech companies, law firms, entrepreneurs, and thought leaders. And what if you could earn that degree in as little as 16 months, 100% online? Find out more. Text DRIVE to 79645. Start on the path to earning your MBA or Business Analytics Master's degree online from the W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University today. Learn more about the graduate programs from the top-ranked W.P. Carey School of Business at Arizona State University offered 100% online. Text DRIVE to 79645. That's D-R-I-V-E to 79645. Have you noticed how many of your friends wear hearing aids? Probably not. Today's hearing instruments are so discreet, most people don't see them. But take my word for it, a lot of people are wearing them. We're not talking about granddad's hearing aid, no whistling, unsightly contraption. Today's hearing aids do so much more than just hearing. They're Bluetooth devices for your phone. They stream TV directly into your ears. And there's even one that translates 27 languages into your ear. No kidding. But not everybody wants all the bells and whistles. And for those folks, we offer effective hearing devices starting at just $785, which clarify speech in a variety of situations. My name is David Bowles of Bowles Hearing Care Services. Deanna Howard and I have 57 years combined experience in hearing health care. We'll uncover the nature of your hearing problem and find the right solutions for you, ones that are affordable and help you understand the voices you most want to hear. To find out what we can do for you, call Bowles Hearing Care Services now at 704-660-9188 or visit online at bowleshearing.com. You'll like what you hear. This is Justin Loft, and you're listening to the best guys on the radio, the Inside Pack. Welcome back to the Inside Pass on WSIC. We uh, thank you for watching us. If you're watching us uh, either through the digital uh, station or through the Continuum Cable Channel, uh, which is Channel 4 in the Mooresville area, or if you're listening to us on one of the three stations that WSIC broadcasts from, or even on the web if you're listening to the live stream. We thank you so much for joining us. It is uh, Team Venturini Motorsports Appreciation Day here <laughs> at the uh, Inside Pass. Uh, Randy Miller, Tom Baker here with you. I got uh, Ryan Repko and Michael South, both uh, drivers for Venturini Motorsports this season. Um, and then uh, off in the background is uh, Nick Moncher. He's the, the PR guy. Nick the Nick Moncher. The, the Nick one Moncher. and only Nick Moncher. Uh, the, who is the jack of all trades over at uh, Venturini Motorsports? And I uh, hope maybe he can he can, uh, come be part of the show when Michael Michael has to exit out of here in a little bit. So maybe, oh yeah, that's maybe a great come idea. Maybe come and be part of the rest of the show. You gonna be you gonna be able to fill the shoes? I don't know. He, he <laughs> filled some shoes on Thursday during yeah, our he overtime. Did, he did very uh, well. Not day. So uh, we'll see. We'll see what we can do. So I want to talk about uh, the, the what you guys do. You know, outside of racing, because I mean, both of you guys are taking college courses, so you have to fit that into your schedule as well as also trying to. You know, balance uh, public appearances and, and working out in the gym and all that kind of stuff. How do you guys balance that? Ryan, we'll start with you, and then Michael, you can jump into. Um, so it's tough because most of my days are actually booked down to the minute, really. Right. Um, so you know, 
today, for example, you know, I came in this morning and I, um, I'm doing this radio show and immediately after this, I'm actually going to leave and go to class and I'll be there for the next, I don't know, I think I've got class for about four hours today. Seven years. Yeah, <laughs> well, I'm talking about just today, but oh. um, um, then after that, I might try to do some sort of workout deal afterwards, but um, most of the time I work out in the mornings and um, get that out of the way. That way I can go to class afterwards, but it really is tough trying to do it all, um, mm -hmm. but um you know, I enjoy it. Wouldn't trade it for anything. You know, um, Michael. Yeah. So actually, I'll give Ryan props because taking classes in person—that's got to be challenging. Mm -hmm. um, I went back to school in 2016, um, where I did all my online schooling at Central Piedmont Community College, and I guess just uh, last spring was my first semester at the University of North Carolina Greensboro, where I'm studying um, business administration, working on my bachelor's there. I think I've got probably just about a year left, but all, all my classes are online. And so my schedule's kind of like Ryan's, but I guess it's a little bit um, easier to easier to kind of manipulate if I have to. So I basically wake up and spend the first couple hours of the morning doing schoolwork online, have lunch, um, try and get to the gym for an hour or two in the afternoon, then come back straight back to school until my wife gets home and then I make dinner and, um, you know, try and juggle everything with, with a family. It's definitely, I'm sure as, as you guys know, you know, you've got to make time for that as well. And so yeah. we, uh, we definitely stay busy down in the, the self household. We've got a, a house that my wife and I actually bought just about two years ago now that we're remodeling, complete oh, remodeling wow. too. Um, and I was kind of, it was kind of cool over the, um, the break over Christmas break, I was able to do one of the bathrooms on my own. That was my first real remodel project. And I'm nice. Pretty excited with how that came out. And uh, I learned a whole lot there. And the problem is that opened up a whole, uh, whole bag of other things that I have to do on the house now <laughs> that I'm expected to do and do a good job with. So I've got a bunch of drywall to rip down and painting to do. And yeah, that'll be, uh, that'll be fun. So it's, it's definitely a, like is, you said, it's a full schedule. Is that translated to I have to fix everything I broke trying to do the bathroom? or how does <laughs> No, that no. Actually, the bathroom actually went really well, and my father-in-law gave me some great advice because he's been um, – and they've hit my, – my wife's parents have been in real estate for a long time. They've done a bunch of flipping and um, done a ton of work, and he said, look, you're not going to mess anything up past the point of someone being able to come in and fix it. So he was like, give it a shot, you know, learn. There's YouTube videos out there, and he was right. It was, a, it was relatively simple. Awesome. And now that – you know, the problem is – we had two of our main bathrooms remodeled um, for about three and a half months last year. It was a nightmare. You know, I don't know if anyone out there, you've been through the process of dealing with contractors and that. It was a nightmare, right? And the problem is when they did stuff and I'm paying all this money for it, you look at it and you say, well, this I don't like that. You know, I paid a lot of money. This is a little problem right here. When I went in and did it, I'm like, well, I did the best that I can do. So it's not that big of a deal to have that. But um, it's cool to be developing skills. And I've thought about, you know, life after racing. Maybe there's something that I've uh, learned there that I can take on. Sure. That's awesome. That's it's funny because it's like you know he'll he'll disappear for like two hours and be like where did he go and he's in the bathroom admiring his work. Just <laughs> <laughs> well, staring at the So we're waiting on we've got I've got like seven doors on order interior doors on order, order from Lowe's and one of those is for that bathroom. So in that bathroom there's a there's a window through the living room that looks right straight into it. So I wouldn't recommend you know actually using it for <laughs> two hours. You know we've got a lot of people that walk the dogs, a lot of kids in the neighborhood in particular. So you want to avoid that. But one day, yeah. So it's like just a bunch of tile with the with the green dinosaur on it, just all over the bathroom. <laughs> yeah, I, yeah. I try and try and sneak in a little dinosaur everywhere on the hat. Now, my wife tells me all the time, she's like, "We've got way too. We don't need any more dinosaurs. We've got boxes of dinosaurs. I actually just got a shipment in to take to the, the shop the other day that's filled with uh, inflatable dinosaurs and 
stuffed animal dinosaurs. Like so. Ward Burton when he used to have Net Zero as his sponsor. Remember yeah. that? He used to yeah. the, the logo is on everything, and then <laughs> all of a sudden you see it on his dog, and he's like, you know, now this logo is starting to scare me. You know, that kind of <laughs> how Ward talks. Yeah. That's funny. It's a dinosaur at Michael's house. That's funny. All right, we're gonna we're gonna play a little game. We're gonna play a little ultimate uh, Venturini quiz between you guys. Uh, so that's why the bell is in the middle. Uh, so there's five questions. So it's best three out of five. Um, please no fighting, because what's gonna end up happening is somebody's <laughs> gonna remember this, and then at Daytona on the last lap, somebody's gonna be revengeful from this quiz being being failed. So I don't want to be responsible for a Venturini car. So please contain yourself. All right. So uh, question number one. Uh, in what year was Venturini Motorsports formed? It's a 54-minute show. Oh, man. <laughs> <laughs> don't everybody guess at once. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. We need to get Nike to get the final Jeopardy theme yeah, going the, here. The, yeah. yeah. Was it... Okay, I'll give it a shot. All right. Was it... Uh, this might be way off. Was it... Was it 1967? Mm, no. Eh, wrong. Okay. 1982. Oh, wow. Okay, I was way off. <laughs> yeah. I wasn't going to get that right either. I, I was yeah. hoping you get at least a little close. Like, eh, you're a little off. No, you were like... No, that was, yeah, I was, that was guess bad. In the 70s. Right, question number two. Bill <clears throat> Venturini Sr. is a former ARCA champion. How many times did he win the championship? Two. Oh, <laughs> oh man. Ryan at the buzzer. Good job. <laughs> Reptile got it. There you go. We, right, need to make, so we need to make a rule, okay? Hands have to be on the table for the next two until he's finished with the question. Okay, okay no hovering. All right. So one, one for what he's going to ask. All right. Question number three. True or false? Bill Sr. formed the first all-female pit crew. Uh, the, the oh. with the question. Was he not? Dang it. No. <laughs> I knew what he was going to ask. Well, no. Now Michael right. gets matter. to answer it first. Yeah. All right. It's true. It was. That's why I said Correct. No, you, you cheated. You're already cheating. DQ'd. This guy. Watch this guy. That, hey, if, if, if uh, the ARC officials are listening to this, watch this guy on restarts. <laughs> I'm going to pass below oh, we got strict rules. Out. Yeah. I'm going to pass below the screen and win the Daytona oh, ARC race. It's not 2017. Racers okay, always trying to get the, the edge. Outside. Try it. All right. Question number four. I'm going to make sure that he's not like looking at the paper. Uh, Billy Venturini ended a 12-year winless streak in 2006 after no wins in 2007. What driver gave the team its first victory in 2008? Uh, Joey Logano. <laughs> ah, good job. That was One such a Michael. soft. Right, he's like, like yeah, ah, yeah. Ah, I'm trying. All right. Wasn't very confident. Final question. Michael, you can tie it here. Which of the following drivers has not been a developmental driver for Venturini Motorsports? Justin Allgaier, um, Alex Bowman, Michael Annette, or William Byron? Michael Annette. Oh, good job. Yeah. Wow. Good it's job. quick. All right. So Ryan won. So the, the rookie wins the, the title of, uh, I guess, most knowledgeable. This yeah, round? but none of, neither of them knew when Venturini started. That's so true. I think That's we, true. We, we need, Nick, we need a class for these two <laughs> yes. on the history of Venturini Motorsports. Yes. Well, I only do it yes. over with uh, me versus Nick after Michael has to go. <laughs> Better call up with some new questions. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Boy. Yeah, now if you beat They're the PR guy, because exactly. otherwise I don't have a chance. Yeah. <laughs> That's funny. All right, good job. Good right. job, guys. Uh, so let's let's talk about brand, brand development and brand support because before the break we were talking about uh, Michael's relationship with Sinclair Oil. It's it's always good to have a sponsor that that's going to stay with you in the long term, and that's kind of what you want to build when you're starting out in racing is to is to get a good sponsor that's going to stick with you no matter where you go in your career. 
Um, and we've seen that a lot, you know, Lowe's and Jimmy Johnson and DuPont with, with uh, Jeff Gordon. So it happens, but it also happens the opposite way, and a lot of drivers end up losing their, their the coveted ride because of sponsorship issues or whatever. So, Michael, uh, talk a little bit about your relationship with Sinclair Oil and how well you guys have been able to keep that uh, that relationship going throughout your career. Well, I think one of the biggest things is kind of what I was touching on before the break is we've been able to get the customers and the distributors involved, and that's um, – for, for Sinclair, I mean, that's how they make their business. So Sinclair doesn't actually own any of their own sites. Sinclair is strictly a fuel and oil producing company. Um, every station that you see out there is uh, licensed out, right? So um, as long as we, we, we've been able to build the relationships with those guys, and, and a lot of them have, you know, some of them have more than 100 stations, some of them have five stations, you know, somewhere, somewhere in between. And it's been bringing those folks to the track and just giving them a new experience, you know, hospitality wise, but also saying, you know, hopefully this is something that in their region, let's say they've got their, their distribution center, you know, they can go and say, look, if this guy distributes to this trucking company or, or this fleet company, whatever it may be, it's a pass through because he can go to that company and say, Hey, you know, Sinclair sponsors a race car. Um, we've got a little bit of access to that. Would you be interested in maybe upping your spend with us? We can put you on the race car. There's a ton of opportunity there when you've got different customers and, um, different people involved. And I think that's the the most important thing, especially that, that I always try and teach younger guys who are trying to get sponsorship is, hey, you, you really have to understand the company that you're trying to pitch to and, and understand every part of the company. Um, because you have to go in and know, look, maybe, maybe it makes sense to this one section, you know, maybe the marketing department over here it makes sense for it from an exposure standpoint but we have to make sense for it from sinclair from the the refining standpoint of it the delivery standpoint sure. of it you know all the the five different tiers that make up sinclair oil corporation and keep them involved because that's what's going to keep the ceo happy um and just show hey you know we can make an impact in each one of these little little segments of it because if, if one part of the company is not happy or not seeing some kind of return on it that's when you're going to start having a little bit of trouble with it and so it's it's a ton of work you know i I can't stress enough that it's not something you just get on board and just kind of latch onto it and carry it around. I mean, every day you're, you're thinking about how can you grow this? What can I do? What can you do to make a positive impact? How can you keep the relationship building? How can you keep trying to find ways to generate new revenue for not just Sinclair, but for their customers as well? So uh, before we go to break, uh, I know people are probably going to want to follow you on social media. So, Michael, how do they follow you on social media and keep up with your career? Uh, I'm pretty accessible across all three on uh, Twitter. What's the other ones? Facebook and Instagram. Mm -hmm. um, I think I can just be found on at Michael Self over there. And then Sinclair, actually, they're the good ones to follow on social media. They do a ton of giveaways throughout the year. Um, they're always giving away merchandise. Uh, last year, they actually gave away a fully paid trip to Kansas Speedway for the ARCA finale. Wow. Um, Air, I think it was airfare and all. It was a pretty cool deal. Put them up and had them come hang out in the suite. So, um, so we'll see how many races we do this year. Maybe there'll uh, there'll be some more of that stuff to come. But give them a follow at Sinclair Oil Corp and um, follow along. All right, cool. And uh, for those of you who are watching right now, the ARCA race I believe is February eighth. Is that correct? Sounds right. Something like that. Yeah, it's, something. It's like two weeks away. Saturday of that week. Saturday, Saturday, Saturday of that week. That. Whatever, whatever date yeah. that is. But Michael, good luck to you in the ARCA race. We are going to take a break. Ryan's going to stick around, and Nick's going to join us when we come back on the Inside Pass on WSIC. This is News Talk, 105.9 Lake Norman, 100.7 Greater Statesville, WSIC, where Lincolnton turns first for breaking news and severe weather alerts. Good morning, I'm Renee Tomey. Chris Hoke is here with your local headlines. You've turned in to hear local news and so have a lot of other people. Your business could be advertising right here. 
find out how affordable it can be, call 704-872-6345, WSIC News, I'm Margaret Beveridge. Sweet Dreams Mattress and Furniture owners Greg and Katie Law won Cashin's Business Persons of the Year Award at Friday's Lake Norman Chamber Gala. The Chamber has always meant a lot to our business since day one. It's really one of the first things we did when we opened our business was... Um, join the chamber. That's Katie Law on what being a part of the chamber has meant for their business. The Laws own four locations around the lake, two in Mooresville, one in Cornelius, and one in Denver. Puerto Rico Governor Wanda Vasquez fired the heads of the housing and family departments Sunday in the latest fallout over the discovery of a warehouse filled with emergency supplies dating from Hurricane Maria in 2017. The removal of the housing secretary and the Department of Family Secretary came a day after the governor fired the director of Puerto Rico's emergency management agency. Vasquez fired him hours after a Facebook video showed angry people breaking into a warehouse in an area where thousands have been in shelters since a recent earthquake. I'm Margaret Beveridge, WSIC News. Action Jackson Services Commercial and Residential Cleaning in Iredell and surrounding counties. Rental properties move in and move out. Call today for a free estimate of your cleaning needs. Big or small, we clean them all. 704-928-6818. Action Jackson. Listen up, Carolinas. During the Start Something New sales event, there's only one Jeep dealer in the Carolinas that has the largest new Jeep inventory. Lake Norman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. We are the only Jeep dealer in the Carolinas that guarantees we will beat any new Jeep deal. The Start Something New sales event is going on now at Lake Norman Chrysler Dodge Jeep Ram. Located at I-77 at exit 28, online at LakeNormanChrysler.com. Hey, this is Jessica Babington from Trump International Realty here in Mooresville. Come see us for all your Lake Norman real estate needs. Check us out online at TrumpInternationalRealty.com. Again, that's TrumpInternationalRealty.com. There's a problem with coffee today. We throw it in our shopping carts and just drink it out of habit. Transform your coffee experience with Black Powder Coffee, roasted right here in Mooresville. Black Powder Coffee gives you a prime-roasted craft blend at a reasonable price. Depending on the bean, you'll taste subtle notes of vanilla, berries, and chocolates with a smooth finish. Pick up Black Powder Coffee at Harris Teeter, Ingalls, Publix, La Fresca, The Coffee Lodge, or Lowry Drug. When you're in Mooresville, stop by the roastery, 256 Raceway Drive, blackpowdercoffee.com. I'm Chase Elliott, and you're listening to the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass here on WSIC. Uh, Randy Miller, Tom Baker is sitting over in the Silman seat uh, today, also known as the coldest seat in the universe. Chili corner. Um, <laughs> the chili, yeah, chili corner. Ryan Repko is next to me, and uh, Nick Montcher is taking uh, Michael Self's place. Michael had to take a, take a run for it um, and uh, do some, <laughs> some Michael Self things. Uh, but uh, ho- good, good luck to him at, at Daytona. Uh, hopefully he'll get to defend that championship. Uh, or not, not the, the championship he almost won. He finished second to uh, Christian Eckes. See, Ryan's so. kind of looking at you like, well, yeah, but I kind of want to win. Well, no, yeah. I know he does. <laughs> we got to get him some more races because five races is not going to be quite enough. Oh, to win the see, I think it'd so. be great to see him win his first race. Oh, I, I, oh definitely, that would be yeah, definitely. But speaking of winning races, uh, Ryan won a really big race last year in the Cars Tour, the Throwback Two Seventy Six, um, which is a fantastic race for for those of you uh, you know who have ever been or have been thinking about going. That's probably the one race in the Cars Tour you need to go see. Um, Chris Regal is the director of that series. He's a great friend of mine. I've known him for about 20 years now. Before he even started on the Cars Tour, um, he was actually my first crew chief when I raced. So look at that. 
How's that? Wow. Small yeah, world. Say that. that again. He was my crew chief when I was racing. When really? I started, first started racing, yeah. Wow. So, Didn't who would have ever thought? Uh, yeah, we don't want to talk about that. Oh. Anyway, um, Randy, so. Randy did such an amazing job with a car that Chris crew chief that Chris is now a series promoter. Yeah, exactly. Wow. He's <laughs> no longer crew what chief. I'm about. You're a dream maker. Yeah. He, yeah. he got Chris right out of the crew chiefing <laughs> business. Yeah, because the first time I hit the wall, he said, I quit, and then he moved to Charlotte. <laughs> um, anyway, so uh, uh, Ryan, talk a little bit about that race, because that's, that's like, you know, <coughs> it, it, when you're starting out running late models, and especially in this area, that's one race that I think everybody circles on their calendar and goes, I want to be in this race. And then you end up winning the race in a, a, in a car that, that the paint scheme was kind of like a Dave Marcus throwback car, and you even changed your number to match his number for that race. Talk a little bit about that. So um, that's definitely a big race. I think that's the only one that Hickory throws where the parking is actually clear out to Tractor Supply, actually. So yeah. you, you got to get there early just to park, much less find a seat. Um, then I think it was probably one of the only races where they actually sent people home. We had so many cars that showed up to try to make the field. So it, it's an super competitive race mm -hmm. and then it was just an honor to be able to win the race much less have dave marcus in victory lane with us at the event which was awesome the whole deal just came together great you know they had um i'd been wanting to do that and it was just really cool to be able to honor him and um especially with him being there in person that it was the first time in series history that that had ever happened why dave marcus well believe it or not it actually came together because they wanted a Dave Marcus car there because he was going to be there. I didn't know all this. Oh. And they reached out to me to do it, and oh. it was it just all came together. It was that. one of those things that was meant to be, you know? And it was, it was great. And he's a super guy. He's actually – I've talked to him on the phone since that race, and he was actually giving me pointers for Daytona. Now the That's a pretty credible source, I'd say. <laughs> well, I would <laughs> say so, yes. The $64,000 question is – did you wear wingtip shoes? No. No? <laughs> no, Alpine Stars. Dave used to always race in wingtip shoes. <laughs> no, I had some Alpine Star shoes that I wore. I'm no. not sure that they would even allow that. I'm not sure that's SFI <laughs> 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 anymore. Yeah, no, they... It's like, no. Yeah. No, not, See, not. and those are the kind of stories that we old folk like to tell. That right, yeah. Dave Marcus used to race did, NASCAR in I did get shoes. to wear his Goodyear hat in Victory Lane, though. That's awesome. Yep. Not very many people can say that. He's one of those just good old boys. Mm -hmm. You know, he's so much fun to listen to in an interview and whatever. I'm sure that was a great joy for you to be able to do that with him there and, oh, and yeah. give him that moment. I, I, mm -hmm. I'm sure he really enjoyed that. Oh, yeah. Every time we talk to him, that he immediately goes to that race and how really? awesome it was. Oh, yeah. That's it's, great. It was great for him. So he's kind of become like a mentor, almost a mentor to you because you can, you know, kind oh, of yeah, when you sure. talk to him about, especially coming up with Daytona, your first time being mm -hmm. at that track and on that track and running a race like that, he would be one person to go to, to, you for know, sure. oh, yeah, for sure. Get advice about that track. Been racing there a long time, you know. Um, that's right. And, and I mean, that's one of those things with drafting. Not a whole lot really changes. It's still kind of the same concept. The bodies change and stuff, so there's new tricks. But other than that, um, you know, it's still the same deal. Trying to suck up to people and pass them and all that. So that's not the first uh, paint scheme, a special paint scheme you had, because earlier in the year, didn't you do one for the University of North Carolina? So yeah, we did, and we tried to raise money to try to um, for the victims' families mm -hmm. and throughout. So the the way that worked was we actually forget how long the race was it was like 125 laps or something and we had people buy laps at it was like 15 or 20 dollars a piece or something like that and um, we were actually able to raise I forget how much but it was a good amount of money for the victims which it was good to be able to do that in such a hard time for the school I go to that was for UNC Charlotte yeah. when yeah. they had the shooting right mm -hmm. yeah. yeah okay just so everybody knows yeah yeah, yeah. yeah. and then uh, you you ended up having two starts in the Xfinity series uh, both at Iowa Speedway so how cool is it to be able to, to move up and go in and run uh, Xfinity Series races at a track like Iowa, which I think every NASCAR fan wants to see NASCAR run 
run on that track at some point in time, hopefully in 2021, knock on wood. So, so I actually made three starts, another one oh, in yeah, Richmond. You did. Yeah, yeah, but, um, yeah, it's really cool to be able to race in that series because, you know, there are so many young drivers trying to get mm-hmm. their start in, all across the country. And, um, you know, many of them dream of being out there one day. And, you know, it's one of those things that once you get going, you see just how competitive it is and hard to get a ride in that series. So it's... um. Just to even be out there in the field was an honor, and it was great um, to be able to run those cars. Believe it or not, they drive a lot like, you know, ARCA cars, to be honest. Uh, they're just a more lockdown feel. Right. It, it's talking about the, the difficulty and in, in, in landing, er, you know, the, the rides and stuff like that. It, it's we, we talk about brand development, you know, on this show all the time. We talked about it with Michael and Sinclair. Um, I think Anthony Alfredo is, is kind of the one driver who who really kind of sets a standard for, you know, availability because he's always posting on social media. He's always doing blogs. He's always doing things like that <coughs> to get his brand out there. Is that stuff that you guys think about? I mean, you're, you're still fairly early in your career, so there's still time to build your brand. But those are kind of things that, that set you – you always have to have something to set you apart from everybody else because you, you – as you get higher in the series, you're going to face some stiff competition from everybody who wants your ride. Um, so have you thought about the brand development thing and like kind of thinking outside the box in terms of staying active on social media without just saying, all right, I'm racing now. Okay, now I'm finished this race. You yeah, know, I mean, for sure, it's something that we got to think about now because mm-hmm. social media is as big as it's ever been, and it's right. only going to get bigger. Um, you know, it's good because not everybody watches the races, you mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like people might be busy or something, and that could be like your best race of the year, so you want everybody to know yeah. how it went. So, I mean, it's definitely something to think about, and with it, everybody having the Internet today and everybody being connected, it's definitely big because you can reach so many more people than before. So, and really, that makes it a good time to sponsor race cars because, you know, beforehand, back before the internet, you know, the only people that were actually going to see the cars were going to be the people that tuned into TV or the people that actually paid to buy a ticket. Now, with social media and all that, it's free to mm-hmm. view the car now, is right. what I'm saying. So, it's, a, yeah, it's so a it's thought, a good yeah. thing. It's, it's, yeah. it's a good analogy. And then uh, the whole iRacing thing, and I know we talked about it on Thursday, how much iRacing helps you guys out. Is that something that you, you try to make sure, especially going to tracks this year that you've never been to before? Is that a tool that you utilize to kind of get those laps in before you go to the track for the first time? Oh, without a doubt. So um, at Daytona, what we do for our single car runs, we actually make a run up by the top. So in order to get comfortable with that, I did it on Mm iRacing many times just to try to get used to the width of the car and where the wall was on the racetrack and all that. That way I knew just how close I could get. Spatial judgment. Oh, yeah, for sure. So it's it's huge for stuff like that. And I really don't understand the argument with, um, you know, saying that it's not racing, which... It is and it isn't. You know what I mean? Like it's nobody's saying it's the same thing as real racing. Yeah, you said it perfect on Thursday. Yeah, but there are two different things that intersect. The esports version of it is the professional version yeah. of simulated racing. It's not. Nobody's trying to say that it's a substitute for mm-hmm. auto racing. Right. Yep. I agree. 100%. It's something that Toyota actually heavily relies on. As you know, Ryan will find out now that he's part of the program. He'll get to go over to TRD and he'll get to race in their simulator. And it's, it's funny that he says an Xfinity car is close to an ARCA car because right now there's no ARCA car in their program. So we actually use an Xfinity car and go to the ARCA tracks on that. So that's something that they heavily use for all of their Toyota drivers in you know, all four of the top series now. So it definitely has its place in what we do. All the manufacturers are doing that now. And even in, you know, I mean, it's huge over like an F1 and whatever. The simulation, the amount of money that those teams spend on simulation is astronomical. 
um, you know, like millions. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I mean, the Toyota you know. simulator is is out of this world. You know, it, it's. Yeah. I I say it's it's like a, an airline simulator. You know, I've been on an airline simulator before, and the Toyota one's very similar to everything you can do, everything you can mimic. You know, how big it is, how realistic it is. You know, there's people that'll get on it and they'll get sick because it's so realistic. They're just not used to that from coming from basically a video game. Well, and that's the I've all I look at it like it is basically the same as flight simulation. If if you're going to be a pilot, I want you to make all your mistakes on that simulation game. I don't want <laughs> you to make a mistake when you're on, when you're flying my plane that I'm on. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's there's a training aspect that's very valid, and it and it doesn't mean that we're we're saying that somebody could go straight from a cup simulation to a cup ride. Still have to work your way up through the ranks, but. It gives you that mental training and that visual on what you're supposed to be doing that's relatively close. So you're just kind of making little tweaks here and there to your line from the sim, right, Ryan? And, and to in the real you know, the real deal. Oh yeah, for sure. And like you said, you know, making all your mistakes on the simulator, Southern National is on there and we had a four race deal coming up to where we would have twins on Saturday and Sunday. So I crashed, spun out, I don't know how many times on the iRacing simulator, but I left the track with two wins. So I figured See, it out, you know. Again, there you go. Yeah. yeah. The and the yeah. beautiful thing about a simulation crash is you hit a button, you got a brand new car. Exactly. <laughs> so you can push the car as hard as you yeah. can and get used to that, you know. Yeah. So it's good. So, just, many, so many team owners are trying to figure out a way that they can hit their reset button and get brand new cars in the shop without having to touch it. <laughs> that, that would be, would be very nice. helpful sometimes. <laughs> if you find that reset button, let me know. Exactly. I'm sure every <laughs> that would be a, a million dollar button if, if anybody could actually yeah. find a way to do you that. Need to package them and sell them. <laughs> yes. <laughs> sell the baby off. I would I'd have to own uh, property somewhere. Uh, we, uh, we're going to take another break. When we come back, we're going to, I guess we're going to use uh, Nick as our get to know you uh, subject since Michael's now gone. And we'll, we'll figure out a, a day in the life of a PR director. We'll be back with more of the Inside Pass next. Oh boy. <laughs> <laughs> This is News Talk, 105.9 Lake Norman, 100.7 Greater Statesville, WSIC, where North Mech turns first for breaking news and severe weather alerts. Are you looking for new apparel for your business? How about a school or church event? Look no further than Lakeside Custom Tees and Embroidery of Cornelius. Their catalog features t-shirts, hats, jackets, coffee mugs, and more. Their number is 704 274-3730 or shop online at lkscustomtees.com Lakeside Custom Tees your exclusive headquarters for Lake Norman gifts and apparel For WSIC, I'm Fox 46 meteorologist Nick Coaster. Second half of the day around the lake, it'll be sunny but chilly, a high of only 39. Overnight low down to about 20. Tomorrow, more sunshine, a touch warmer with a high of 46 degrees. And then for Thursday, partly sunny skies and warmer yet with a high of 48. From the Neighborhood Stormwatch Forecast Center, I'm meteorologist Nick Coaster. Be sure to catch Chief Meteorologist Tara Lane today on Fox 46 News at 5. WSIC News, I'm Margaret Beveridge, a father who came out of the stands and lunged at his son's opponent during a wrestling match on Saturday in Kannapolis is now facing charges. Harrisburg resident Barry Jones was attending a wrestling match featuring Hickory Ridge High School where his son is on the team. According to our news partner Fox 46, during his son's match, cell phone video shows Jones tackling his son's opponent after a big hit. The 17-year-old student athlete who was tackled was not seriously injured. Davidson's Ada Jenkins Center received the Duke Energy Citizenship and Service Award at Lake Norman's Chamber of Commerce Gala Friday. It is 
such an honor to be receiving this award, award on behalf of the Ada Jenkins Center. Um, the center itself is just such an amazing and strong organization. That's Georgia Kruger on what receiving the award means to the center. The Ada Jenkins Center exists to help create lasting solutions to economic stability. I'm Margaret Beveridge, WSSE News. Hello, I'm Mike Lindell, inventor of MyPillow. Just like all of you, I had trouble sleeping. I tried every pillow out there and nothing worked. That's why over 10 years ago, I invented MyPillow. My patented fill adjusts to your exact individual needs so you get to sleep faster and you stay there longer. And I have a 60-day money-back guarantee. Right now, you can buy one of MyPillow premiums and get another one absolutely free. Go to MyPillow.com and use promo code WSIC. Remember, go to MyPillow.com and use promo code WSIC. Take News Talk 105.9, 100.7 WSIC with you wherever you go. Listen online at WSICFM.com. Hello, race fans. This is Chris Wright. Thanks for listening to these guys. They with some great radio hosts. You're listening to the Inside Pass. Welcome back to the Inside Pass on WSIC. Speaking of Chris Rice, I think he's our guest next week, I believe. Pretty well, sure. I have to double check. I, now I hope he is. I hope he is, since I did there. say that. But I, I'm sure it won't hey, be. Hey, Chris, if you weren't, you are now. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> we just booked you. Yeah, it's uh, he's pretty easy. All I have to do is just make a phone call, and it's like, yeah, sure. What do you want? So <laughs> yeah, anyway, we'll talk to well, if he's here next week, which I'm sure he will be. We'll talk to him about Daytona and, and all that good stuff. Uh, back on the inside pass, uh, Team Venturini Motorsports Appreciation Day. Uh, we had Michael Self earlier on in the, in the show. If you missed that, we'll have it on demand. Uh, probably sometime tomorrow or, or Thursday uh, if you missed his part of the interview. But uh, uh, Tom's sitting over there in the Sillman seat, uh, which is normally occupied by Jacob Sillman. And, 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 again, that's the coldest seat in the world right now. But, actually, I don't think it's running right no, now. No, so the air's not out. It's kind of it's kind of warm today. But uh, we got uh, Ryan Repko sitting next to me and then uh, Nick Montra, who is the uh, PR guy. Um, and uh, tire, along, changer, spotter, <laughs> tire, tire changer, spotter, floor sweeper, truck driver, what, whatever floor you need. Sweeper, no, I draw the line of truck driver. I'm not driving the thing. Grocery getter. Does windows. <laughs> <laughs> he does windows. He does windows. <laughs> Inside <laughs> he your windows out. clean. <laughs> <laughs> just reach out to him on social media. Uh, so, Nick, give us a little bit of, uh, I guess, insight as to your, your, your regular job, which is the PR guy for, uh, for Venturini Motorsports. What, what typically goes into a day in the life of a PR so a, a day-to-day for us is is basically working with all of our drivers that we have you know already announced working with the ones that you know we're getting ready to announce um, and spends a lot of time with press releases uh, working on their social media releases um, we'll actually work with Toyota here in the next week or two and we'll take all of our drivers to their official media training so that'll be a week-long event Ryan will get to go to that Ryan's got a head start yeah, he sure does, and uh, they'll they'll put them through the ringer for all, all those, and they'll be you know stress tests and you know how how many times to tweet a day, how many times to use Instagram a day, and what what best to use and hashtags and all that. Um, and so basically, after we get through with that, we're right into Daytona, and uh, it's basically for all of our big races, it's, it's pitching. You know how how do we get the Ryan to the world on on shows like this, and how do we get their name out? How do we get the team's name out? And, you know, we work with them on a lot of the stuff that they're doing. You know, Ron, or, uh, Michael, for instance, does a lot with Sinclair. So we'll facilitate all of their guests at the track. We'll facilitate all their show car appearances. Um, and then we work with the series uh, since they're sponsored by Menards, and we'll do a lot of appearance at Menards. We'll take drivers. We'll take cars. We'll bring in their contractors and stuff like that. So it's, it's, it's different every day because some days it's, you know, just in front of your computer screen writing stories, and other days it's, you know, we're planning – six races out and you know how many guests we're going to have how many tickets we're going to have what giveaways we're going to do and things like that 
that's that sounds like a very expensive job to do. <laughs> well, it, it's like a lot of work. It's a variety. I, I, mm-hmm. I kind of like that. It's yeah. something different every day, so it keeps each day fresh. Right? Absolutely. That's yeah. and that's that's honestly been my favorite part of being in the Arca series and the truck series over my career is just the variety that you get at the lower level. It's not you know more like a factory where you have one thing you're doing right. every day. You know, right. I can. I can do everything. You know, we're joking off air that I'm going to change tires at some of the short track races because that's you know how I got my start in racing 15 years ago. I was a tire changer. So with our modified pit stops that we're going to do at some of the short tracks this year, you know, Billy Venerini came to me and said, "Hey, do you want to you want to change tires at some of the East races and some of the short track arc races where we're not allowed to have pit crew?" And my simple answer was no. My knees won't let me do it. And he said, "Good, your first race is New Smyrna." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So get in the gym and get ready. Yep, get, exactly. That's what he told me yesterday. He said, uh, "How's your gym routine?" I was like, uh, "I'm going to change oil on the Peterbilt later on." And I mean, that, that that's pretty, you know, tough. And he's like, "Well, good, do it again." <laughs> the, the only gym I know has a slim in front of it. Exactly. You know, I'd, I'd much rather snap into a slim. Snap gym. into a slim gym. <laughs> Well, maybe Ryan can take you with him then when he goes to the gym. Yeah, that sounds like a horrible Y'all can idea. Just <laughs> Come on, let's just go. Keep, keep the bond. Uh, keep the bond. I, I know the uh, Caitlin and them over at TD two, mm-hmm. and you know I don't want any part of that. I feel like I would definitely cry. And then you know <laughs> I know a lot of the a lot of the drivers over there, all our drivers, and some other ones like Austin Hill, and I feel like there'd be a lot of social media posts with me crying because you know I'd be getting yelled at, and it would just hurt. You'd be laying yeah. in the fetal <laughs> position in the corner. Exactly. I feel like I would definitely you know Christian be over there kicking me, say, "Get up, come on! Remember all them times last year you made me do this." You'd be the first wheelchair-bound uh, pit pit tri- uh, tire changer. Yeah, I can only imagine. It's yeah. like rolling out on pit road. <laughs> you have to put the wheelchair accessible ramp in front of the pit stall so you can roll out there, change yeah. tires. I still have to go back. find find my pit gun. I think it's buried in a barn somewhere, so <laughs> I might have a mouse in it. I don't know. You have about two weeks to find your pit gun. Yeah, pretty before, much uh, before Daytona. Fun stuff. <laughs> um, so uh, you've you've actually been with Venturini twice already. We we talk we've talked a little bit about all the drivers that have come through. Uh, Venturini Motorsports over the years. I think you. I think Thursday you told us off there were like ninety three people or something like that that have yes, come and we've gone. We've had ninety three different drivers, you know, before the start of the season. And there are a lot of talent that has come through there. We, we mentioned during the quiz guys like Alex Bowman, Justin Justin Allgaier, William Byron. A lot of the junior motorsports guys um, are on that team. Uh, has it been fun to, to work with those guys and see those guys transition from from starting in Venturini and then moving on up to the? Cup yeah, it's been it's been a lot of fun. You know, when I first started. Um, and when, when Billy was just starting the program and we were aligned with just Gibbs at the time, um, all the way back to when they were a Chevrolet team and, you know, when they switched to Toyota, we switched to Toyota with them. We followed suit, you know, so I got to be at the ground level of when we had Mark Davis, when he was a Joe Gibbs driver, um, and actually he was sponsored by Slim Jim. So it's funny you said that. And, uh, and then we had Joey Logano come in and Joey was there solely for the purpose because the new age requirement came out back then and they had nowhere to take him. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to get him seat time before he turned right. 18. So his first race with us back then then was Rockingham when they did the big 500k race yeah. uh, started 50 cars it was insane it was first race back at Rockingham and uh, I think you know we led the most laps that day you know we there's five cars in the lead lap we uh, most defining moment for, for that I remember is how much it ate tires I remember we talked about Myrtle Beach last week mm-hmm. is uh, Rockingham's the same way because we came in with I think it was like 10 15 laps to go cost came out we came to put tires on and <coughs> everybody was worried that we wouldn't be able to get back up there and by turn three Joey had already passed everybody including Ken Schrader <laughs> yeah. and so you know <laughs> It was it was crazy what tires did that day. It was crazy the talent level that Joey showed at such a young age, and um, we got to do that. You know, three more races with him. We ran some more with Mark um, Ryan Fisher. He was a CJM development driver back then. It was an Xfinity team back then. Um, so we did a lot with that, and that's kind of the catalyst that started this whole program. 
Yeah, you guys work a lot with with uh, TRD, and of course, Venturini Motorsports is kind of like a you know the, the first place a lot of the young drivers go to kind of get their feet wet in the ARCA series before they move up to Xfinity and Cup. You do a lot of work with Lauren Rainier, who we had on the show a few weeks ago, and he talked about you know like the art of finding good talent. So, if, as you if being a PR guy and having to deal with all these people that come through the the ranks and come through the the doors of Venturini Motorsports, is is there one guy that you like? You know, when they walk in the door, you're like, okay, I don't have to do much for him. Like, he's, I know he's going to, you know, kind of know what to do, and, you know, I don't have to do much to, to kind of train and teach him. Or Ryan Repco, of course. Well, yeah. <laughs> well, yeah I mean, aside from Ryan, of course. I mean. So we've actually, I mean, it, we've seen him all over the board. You've seen him from where you were literally, you know, walk him in, you're going to show him everything. And those uh, nine times out of ten are a lot of the drivers that, you know, come out of, like, the midget ranks or mm. come out of dirt ranks. They and don't They don't really know. You know, exposure. Exactly. Stuff, so, yeah. so I remember um, since... I first started, now that I'm back, you know, I was also part of the driver development program and the scouting and the searching and everything mm -hmm. with Billy. Um, back then it was, he and I would go to races. We would go to places like Hicker and we would watch drivers. Yep. You know, we would, we would go ask them questions because a lot of times they didn't know who we were. So we would ask them questions about what they did for media, what they would do for working out, uh, how they trained. And now obviously Toyota has a huge program that we are involved with on a daily basis. And, you know, we utilize Keith Coons Motorsports a lot, which they were d down in the Chili Bowl um, and work with Bill McNally out in the West Coast. And that's kind of how we transition. But um, the drivers themselves, you know, it just really depends on where they come. I remember we had Josh Richards, who was a big World of Outlaws yeah. late model yep. driver yep. for a while. And we were at Kentucky Speedway. And I, Josh, you know, dirt his whole life, didn't know anything about it. We had tested and uh, under caution, there was oil all the track. Somebody blew a motor and he radioed in. He said, hey, so in dirt racing, when there's oil on the track, we want to run through it because it helps cool our tires and slick them up for the next restart. Do I do that here? <laughs> and just quickly, no. <laughs> Absolutely not. Do not do that. You know, get about 10 car lengths away from that oil. You want nothing to do with it. But that's just kind of, you know, the, how we, we, we take every driver in stride with what their background is and, you know, kind of what their goals are. At least he was sharp enough to ask yes. before he did it. Thank goodness he asked. <laughs> that would have been expensive. Yeah, that would have been an expensive fix, and then we would have been done early that day. Yeah. It's like you do something like, like, um, I don't know if I was supposed to do this or not. You're like, no. <laughs> exactly. No, don't do that. Uh, so we, we mentioned that Ryan has five races for, for uh, Venturini Motorsports this year. Uh, what five races is it again? Uh, we got Daytona, mm -hmm. Talladega, Charlotte, Michigan, and Chicago. So five very different All tracks. The yeah. tracks. All the fun yeah. tracks. All the fun tracks. All the big tracks, is fast there, tracks. Is there a track on the ARCA circuit that you're not racing at that you wish you could? Uh, probably all the rest of them. I wish I was done <laughs> full time. That's a good answer. That's a right That's a good answer. answer. <laughs> Nick's over there taking notes like, he better say, he better say all of them. Well, you should say Salem Speedway since he has such a good track record with throwback races. You know, That's Salem true. Speedway is the ARCA official throwback right. race every year, so That's I feel true. like that'd be a good fit for him. Or some really worn out short track like Salem. Like I Salem guess, Speedway. You can <laughs> see, you'd have to slap the 71 on it. And yeah, you know, for sure. Well, I was going to say, he has a number Marcus 71 Arca car. I'm not sure who has a 71. I don't know if there's one. But last year, we actually got to do some cool stuff. We did a lot of big bills throwbacks. So we did, you know, his rookie of the year, his first championship. And so we're going to hopefully keep that trend going this year. Maybe we'll get you in one of them races. That's there awesome. I figured he should take Dave Marcus with him everywhere he goes. If Dave was the one that was yeah. there when he yeah, won the throwback really. race, he'd be like, you're, you're going. Dave's always welcome. You're coming <laughs> with me. Yeah. Well, Dave would just be fun to have around. Absolutely. You know? All right, so we're, we're gonna we're gonna play a little get to know you game called this or that. Uh, Tom played it with Ryan on Thursday, but I made up different questions because I don't want to do the same questions since it's kind of boring. So Nick Nick can play now since oh Michael's boy. not here. So, all right. So number first of all, dogs or cats, Ryan? Oh, dogs for sure. Nick. Uh, dogs. Hopefully, my dog Twinkie's listening at home right now. What what, mm -hmm. what kind of dog is it? She's a pit bull mix that I rescued from the Humane Society in oh, Charlotte. Nice. 
See, it's always good. I like when people rescue pit bulls because pit bulls get the bad rap. Everybody thinks they're horrible animals, but it's all on how you treat them. Yeah, absolutely. She's the most lovable dog in the world, scared of her own shadow. (laughs) All right, Netflix or Hulu? Uh, Netflix. Uh, I would take anything since I have satellite internet and I can't use it. (laughs) (laughs) I I would watch watch, uh, paint dry as long as it's on TV. Literally. If I can get dial up, that'd be fine. (laughs) That's that's funny. Uh, Phone calls or text messages? I would text without out. Uh, I mean, I, I do both on a daily basis, Ooh, yes. nonstop. Yeah, yes. So text is easier because I can do 14 different things at once while I'm texting. So, See, oh, notice okay. that the, the kid prefers texting. Yes. Yeah. You know, this generation does not make phone calls. Well, like we discussed Snapchat, actually. Yeah, yeah. I hate yeah, that yeah, app. Yeah, yeah, so I have no memory for that. Like, someone texts me on that. I'm like, what did you What did you say? Oh, it was six weeks ago? <laughs> I don't it. remember. <laughs> I don't even know how to do that. Yeah. You tap it. Uh, yeah, see, that's too much for me. I'm texting a, phone call. That's it. <laughs> I've never been a phone person either. I always do text messages. I don't, I don't know phone calls. Um, well, I guess this would more apply to Ryan than Nick. Not that you don't work out, Nick. But uh, car- Thanks. cardio. He's going to now. Cardio or weights? <laughs> oh, without a doubt, weights. But I need to be working on cardio. <laughs> if that way I can... Um, not run out of breath, you know? <laughs> right. I, I think, Nick, you should probably do both at this point since you're going to be a crew member thanks, again. Thanks, Randy. I really <laughs> appreciate that. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um, right, be, uh, going on a long trip, are you the passenger or the driver? A uh, driver. Uh, typically a driver. <laughs> it depends on who's going to be driving. Unless, you know, unless we're driving to a race somewhere, you know, we're in the bus or the van at the team, I'd much rather be a passenger in those things. Okay. So a car or a truck? I already know the an- I know Ryan's answer. Car. Well, truck, absolutely. Yeah, truck. Yeah, Pick me, up all me, day. Me too. Toyota Supra. Dine-in or delivery? Um, dine-in. Uh, if I'm going out, it's dine-in, but I would much rather just prefer to cook, honestly. Yeah, uh, me too. I, I, I would agree with that. Comedy films or horror movies? Ooh, probably comedy. Comedy all day long. I want nothing to do with horror. Yeah, I'm not, Especially I'm not now. Horror, <laughs> horror movies used to be really scary. Now they're just, like, really seriously. They just show you And they're much. confusing. Like, yeah, yeah, that too. <laughs> All right, Ryan, if you could win a race in any series, any division, anywhere in the world, what race and what series would you choose? Mm, Coca-Cola 600 NASCAR Cup Series. Nice. Wow. Yeah, nice. That's <laughs> obviously, uh, we were talking about the Chili Bowl uh, last week. I figured, you know, maybe yeah. being from quarter midgets, he would want to do that. All right, I wish, I wish Mike was here for the, for the last question, but he's not. All right, it's the last lap of, of the Daytona race. <laughs> oh, Mike is leading. You're in second. Are you going to push him to victory or are you going to push him in the wall? <laughs> Can we just like maybe with the bump him out of the <laughs> yeah, way? Not the, so yeah. much okay, let's, let's like get that hardcore. It's like <laughs> with the test, I don't know if that's even possible because it, an air pocket forms between the two cars, so you can only get but so close. I mean, you'd have to have somebody behind you. It's gonna really yeah. depend on what's behind him and what the guy in front of him is doing, what Michael's doing. Yeah, for sure. So I mean, there's, there's so really, much going on. This up isn't there. like a short track where I can just run it in there and do whatever. I mean, this is. This complicated stuff, you know? The so correct answer is I'm going to find a way to pass him cleanly and win that's the race. That's so what I would want to do. That's a much better answer. <laughs> yeah. That's approved by the team. Exactly. But yeah. I mean, I, from, from someone that's been up on the roof spotting at Daytona and Talladega, it, it's just like politics up there. You're running around. Spotters are running around like crazy talking to everybody. Oh, yeah. Oh, it they happens get at a, the short track level, uh, too. If I've they want to get a run on the, the guy in front of them, you know, the guy in front has to drag his brakes a little bit, but then, you know, the, it's going to take three cars behind yep. him to do the same thing, and they got to get rid of that air pocket, and then they all got to side draft together, and it's just so much that goes on that you, you know people don't see all it's about, crazy all about wheeling and dylan uh ryan give us your, your social media so um you can pretty much plug ryan repco into anything uh facebook's ryan repco twitter's at ryan underscore repco 14 and my instagram is at ryan repco all right nick uh, the team team venturini one 
Venerini Motor on Twitter. That's the one we're most active on. We use that pretty much daily. All right. Thanks to, to Michael Self and Ryan Repco. Catch the ARCA race February 8th on FS1. We'll see you guys next week on the Inside Pass. News Talk for Southern Iredell. This is 105.9 FM, 100.7 FM, and 1400 AM. WSIC Statesville.